Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Flip 180, you guys are going to stay in today as Bill and his team ministers. And I've just, I just want you guys to know uh, we have released Bill to do whatever he wants. He may do cartwheels today. I don't know. Um, if he wants to prophesy and declare prophetically, if he wants to, to preach, uh, whatever he wants to do, uh, I trust Bill and his discernment and hearing from the Spirit of God. Don't you guys? Don't you guys? Amen. And so let's just uh, release Bill. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Bill, and I just thank you, God, for his team. And Lord, we just say, God, give us ears to hear what you're trying to speak to us individually, corporately, and I just thank you, God, for Brother Bill and his team. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Praise God. One thing, too, before uh, Bill does share, and we might even, Bill might even have you pray. Uh, would you guys come in agreement with uh, me? Uh, Ernie Dishman, everybody know Ernie? Uh, he was in a car accident yesterday. A, a lady pulled out in front of him, and um, he was hurt again. And uh, some stitches, a couple ribs broken, um, staple in the head. He was in the hospital for seven hours yesterday while we were enjoying the seminar. But he has had one thing after another. And I tell you what, I come against the enemy. Amen? Yes. In yeah. Jesus' name. But if you'll reach out to Ernie this week and yeah. maybe even sow some financial seed his direction and bless him. But if you'll reach out to him. Bill, if you don't mind, let's just no. pray for him and I'll let you uh, lead that. If you don't mind. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How sweet it is when brother come together in a spirit of unity. That today we become one voice that will be heard in the earth, that tonight as a family we lift up Ernie. And we just thank you for this man of God. Lord, we thank you in advance. That's why we got praise on this morning, Lord, because praise is acknowledged. It's already done. That our words have been heard in the atmosphere, that our voice will not be silent, but that authority given us ambassadors as heirs and joint heirs with you. We lift up our voice as one for Ernie, and we give you praise, Father, for the miraculous that this is the year of the miraculous. And that, Father, it starts right now. It starts with every one of us in this congregation. That today, Papa, the heaven opened up above us as words of life flow out of us to Ernie and his family and all around him. Lord, we give you praise today for the good report. Lord, we praise and thank you for the body coming together as one to honor and give you glory. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's really awesome what the pastor said because I don't know what I'm doing either. And, and I like it that way. You know what I mean? We don't need any more pat sermons. You know, we don't need any more this and that. We just need the presence. Amen. If I were to share anything with you about 2016, what we've witnessed already has brought miraculous change. How many are really ready for change? How many, how many want to be in a church that's full of shift? See, this church is going to be full of shift because God's about to transition the church, and when God's presence comes, when his manifest glory comes, it causes shift. You know, one thing this year that already we've, we have already been out, and it's God's manifest presence in 2016. That sounds awesome. Praise God for his mighty fresh presence. But you need to understand something. It brings change. It brings shift. And God's presence starts filling the place. Whatever's not as him is going to leave. I'm telling you, the Shekinah glory is going to come. 
when that charismatic movement started, nobody knew what to do. A lot of people missed that movement because they couldn't shift. There's, they became so dogmatic in their religion and their doctrine and their theology that nobody could shift. So get ready. We've been praying and seeking and asking for his manifest presence. Well, sons and daughters, you're going to see it. And it's going to bring change to your life. Those hidden things in you are about to be shown to you as the glory rests on you to deliver you, to heal you, to launch you into the purpose and plan that God has for you, not the world around you. That governmental authority of the kingdom of God within you is about to come out of you. But God starts shining his glory on you to ignite you, to release you, to launch you in a new phase of what God's about to do. Even this church is about to shift. This church will be known for shift. And I'm saying shift, okay? So if somebody has hard of hearing, I'm saying shift, okay? Because the kingdom of God is full of shift. And you ought to get your shift on. Amen? we got to get it on, church. You know, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it. Let's start doing it. Let's start activating it. Start flowing with what the Holy Ghost wants to do. Hey, you guys are doing awesome, but there's something greater. See, today is something greater is here. This is that was spoken by the prophet Joel. See, in this 2016, the supernatural become natural. We pray for Ernie. It's already done. See, this morning he said, get your praise on. See, if you understand praise, you understand that you have been healed. I don't need my body to tell me that I'm healed. His word said, I am healed. I just get my praise on. See, when you start praising God, something happens. See, the devil has to flee. He hates praise because he got fired from the job. Amen. So you got to get your praise on, church. I mean, you know how to praise, but if you knew today you were delivered, how many would start praising God? How many today need a financial miracle? Then you better start praising God. How many need healing in body? Then you need to start praising God. How many need restoration for your family? Well, you need to start praising God because it's already done. See, praises, I, I acknowledge. I don't need to see the manifestation to get the revelation or the impartation. It's already done. Oh, 2016 going to get wild. We have seen it already. We've been in a church in Mississippi. Man, we started talking about the order of Melchizedek. We started talking about this shift. We started talking about this change. The whole church went in deliverance. It was awesome. I didn't know what to do. I was, oh, boy, Lord, you did it now. Hallelujah. It's awesome. See, I carry my notes in my Bible for religious people, you know. <laughs> I don't get the privilege of going back and looking at them. I mean, I want to. I want to look good religious for you and preach a five-point sermon and make everybody happy. But that's not what God's doing. See, God's doing something new. Those things that have been concealed from generation to generation, those things that have been hidden are about to be revealed to the saints. Colossians 1.20, you're in that generation. Those hidden things are now being revealed. Those things that have been concealed are now being revealed to every one of you. See, there's a great change has already happened. We can get into doing what we do and miss the move of what God's about to do. He's trying to get you in a whole new groove. So you've got to learn when you come in the sanctuary, things are going to change. I mean, it's radical now, but it's not anywhere where it's going to get.
I know some of you are saying, it's already too radical in here. Well, get over your bad self. Suck it up. <laughs> Amen. It's going to get worse. It's going to get higher. The Shekinah glory is going to fill this place. You're going to have to get elders to go out in the parking lot and start picking people up. I'm telling you, you got to expect that. you got to believe that. This is a year of radical change. You guys have been going through a lot of things these past two years, three years. I've known you. I've seen you change. I've seen you shift. I've seen you transition. I've seen a lot of things happen, but now today something greater is now. See, we're serving a God of right now. We can't worry about what we did yesterday. Even an hour ago was already history. We got to live in this now moment. What is God doing in this house right now? What does God want to say to you? What's God want to release over you? What's God want to impart to you to launch you in the year ahead of you for the great things they promise every one of you? What does God want to do and what's God, God got to do to get you out of the way so he can do what he wants to do? See, God's got to get us out of the way. Amen, we come in here. Just get your praise on. I mean, we like to fellowship, we like to talk, and that's all good. When you walk in that sanctuary, it's time to praise. Man, if I need something in my body, I'm just going to start praising God. I just need to start praising him. We were up in New England. I don't think we took about five minutes. I started talking about praise. Start praising God for your miracles. Start praising God today that you are the healed. Start praising God you are the redeemed. Start praising God for your dreams and visions that become a reality. Start praising God for his glory and his presence in this house. And, and the whole place got wrecked. I never got to preach. The Holy Spirit came in there. They got their praise on. I mean, that church got into praise for over two hours, and we just sat there, and I'd never been there before. And I'm like, wow. And it was really a miracle to pastor's wife got into praise now the church knows god was in the house <laughs> they ain't never seen that woman get down her bad self i mean whoo lord look at that woman get down see when god comes in something comes out imagine so you're going to feel uncomfortable that's awesome you feel things right now making you nervous that's awesome what i'm saying stirring you up praise god see all you're going through is god shifting you He's showing you what's hit in you to get out of you, what's hindering you, what's binding you, seducing you, coercing you from keeping you from what God wants to do inside of you. This is awesome. I was talking about Melchizedek, the heavenly, kingly, priestly order that we're all under. See, God's really revealing a lot about the order of Melchizedek. We need to understand that we're under that order. That God's called us into that governmental authority, that govern of the kingdom that's within us. That's why it's so imperative as ambassadors, as sent ones, anointed ones to watch what we say. Because our words have power, life and death. So we got to be very careful as the anointed, the most high God. That's why their praise come out of you. No matter what somebody does to you, get your praise on. When they cut you off the road, start praising God. Keep your heart pure, sons and daughters. Keep your heart pure. Man, I'll tell you what, Abraham, in Genesis, when Abraham showed up, he got into that holy place. See, Abraham got into that set place, and he met Melchizedek. See, there's an appointed place for every one of you. See, there's a set place. 
There's an anointed place that God's bringing you because this is your appointed time. This is your time to have that Holy Ghost encounter of the God kind. How many Abram's life changed? Why? Because he met Melchizedek. Something happened that day. See, he was under the old order. He cannot be the father of many nations under the old order. It's not an eternal priestly order. You're under an eternal priestly order that has the beginning and has no end. And the things that God wants to do with you is for eternity. Those things that God wants to do inside of you is fresh and new. See, that day something changed for Abraham. See, God wants to bring change today with all of you. I want you to see today as a divine encounter, not another speaker, not another message, but something gets imparted to stir you, to launch you for all that God wants to do for you. To learn to live in a spirit of spontaneity, whatever you want to do, God. But see, Abraham had to get there. How many know we got to get there? We're not going to talk about it no more. We're going to get there. We're going to make a conscious effort. See, we got to be conscious about what God is doing right now. We are so conscious about everything around us. We are conscious about this afternoon. We are conscious about what we're going to do this afternoon. We are conscious about what we're going to do tomorrow. We are conscious what happened yesterday. We are conscious about so many things, but we're not sonship consciousness, conscious of the glory and the presence of God within us. See, Peter would have walked on water and stayed on it, but he became conscious of the environment around him. And what happened? He sunk. See, we got to be sonship consciousness. See, when Abram met Melchizedek, something happened. It was a radical change. He shows up with, with the wine and the bread. Isn't that awesome? In the middle of a desert, all of a sudden, Melchizedek shows up. Isn't that funny? You're in this place where you're all alone. Then all of a sudden, you have this encounter, and God said, let's break bread together. Oh, son and daughter, he's got a place for all of you that he has set for you. And today he wants to break bread with you. He wants to make covenant with you. See, on that day when he met, Mel, met Abraham, he took communion. It was powerful. But see, Abram looked like he was blessed because he was prospering. He had a lot of things going on. But see, he was cursed. He prostituted his wife. See, a lot of people look like they're doing good. They look like they're really prospering. We get envious. We get jealous. Well, look how they live and look how blessed they are. But see, you don't understand. You only see in part and prophesy in part. See, Abraham looked good. But on that day, when he took covenant, he stepped out of that old order into that priestly order. And what did he do after he got blessed? He was blessed of Abraham. The anointing came on him, and he got shifted. He came out of the old order into a new dispensation. Now he was ready to be Abraham, the father of many nations. He was now under eternal, governmental, priestly order that shifted everything. That is a radical change. And see, God's going to do that for you. Then Abraham did what? Then he, he tithed. He sowed in what? To the kingdom. He saw the value of the kingdom. See, we've got to stand up. We sow. We're sowing in the kingdom. We're not sowing because it's an obligation. It's not, we're not sowing because that's what we do on Sunday morning. See, we've got to get over that. 
So you got to understand, you're investing into the kingdom of our God to advance the kingdom, and he chose you and I to advance it. He could do it without you. It's not about your money. See, Abraham sowed into it. He sowed right into the kingdom. And I got into a place, Mississippi, he's laughing because he knows where I'm going. How do you know if you've been in a, in a bad place? You know what I mean? You've been set up. I was set up by God. He set me up. And I, went, and I knew I was set up. And then I hear him whisper, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you ever been in that place? The pastor gets up and does what some pastors do. Malachi 4. You're cursed with a curse. All you need to t- oh, he went on and on. And I'm sitting there going, oh, man. And I could feel Kyle behind me going, oh, no. He did not just go there. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I, I got to get out of this. And God says, no, you don't. You're going to address it. See, we all get in those places. There are things God's going to show you. You're not going to like it, but you know what? The glory of power and authority is within you. So I had to address it. I thought, okay, Lord. I said, Kyle, you got the car parked in the right direction? <laughs> I said, if we're going to get stoned, I'm going to go out in glory. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the reason I'm going there, I want you to understand this. That, that teaching sounded good, but if you do a history of that teaching of Malachi, that was to the priest to sow into the order of, was it David? The order of Levi. That was never for you and I. Another thing, Galatians 3.13, he became a curse that delivers from the curse. Revelations 22, there is no more curses. So you say, well, I'm off the hook. No, you're not. It's worse. Because when you don't tithe, when you don't sow into the glory and into the presence, what happens? The diminish of his presence and glory departs from you because you're out of covenant. See, so when we sow, we don't sow under the law. We sow under life in Christ Jesus. We are sowing in eternal, priestly, governmental authority of the kingdom of our God. And he's chose you and I to advance the kingdom. So when you sow, you're sown into the glory. You're sowing in for other sons and daughters that are yet not sons and daughters that come through that door. So this place could be here. So the kingdom could be represented here. Then I thought about David. Another awesome shift. I know David had a good idea. We all get a good idea. We all get a God idea. It's time to get the ark from Obed-Edom. It's been there for over three months. Everybody's blessed. So why not bring the ark back into the house of the Lord? That sounded honorable, didn't it? Well, who wouldn't do that? But you know, there's a way God has things done. Yuza decided when the ark started tilting. See what God does, sons and daughters? He puts a speed bump in your life. Just when you think you got a God idea, you think you're doing a God thing, then God throws a speed bump. Then it all comes unglued. Isn't that awesome? Everything gets messed up. But see what's good about that? You don't pray those whiny little prayers anymore. Oh, God, help me. You know how those whiny little hiney prayers we pray? But when everything comes unglued, when all your dreams are shattered in front of you, when everything in life comes against you, isn't that awesome? Praise God at speed bump. Because now you pray, God, now he hears you. 
Well, you know, you know I'm here now, huh? That's awesome. I couldn't hear you before. Isn't that awesome? See, David learned how to pray. I know David's a praying man. But see, God taught him how to pray. See, all that you're going through, isn't that awesome? Everything in your life is coming unglued. Everything around you, nation's coming unglued. The system's coming unglued. We're seeing churches fall away. We're seeing people fall away. Isn't this awesome? What are you, crazy? No, it's awesome. God said in the last days, I'm going to have my church. I'm going to establish my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that awesome? Because what we have is not it. So he's got to shift everything. There was a major shift for David. See, David got into his prayer closet. Then he heard Psalm 110. My Lord said to my Lord. In verse 4, I'll make you a priest forever. After the order of Melchizedek. David said, wait a minute. Eternal priestly order? Then why am I under the law? See, he understood it was always a father's heart and desire to be in the presence of his children. That's why the day the Lord says, of all the tabernacles I'm going to restore, I'm restoring the tabernacle of David. Why? Because David's tabernacle was established under the governmental authority and rule under Melchizedek, Jesus being the great high priest. It had no beginning. It had no end. David got a hold of it. You talk about a major shift. Think about that. They're under the Levitical priesthood. You couldn't go into the temple. You imagine David setting up a tent and putting a tabernacle in there and inviting people in. Uh, I'm not coming in there. No, you people are crazy. I seen Job went there, and he got fried. Because, see, they're under the old order. Uzziah died because Uzziah was under the old order. He was under the old mentality. See, God wants to enlighten you. God wants to bring revelation to you. There's a new order that he ordered for you. You're not by, bound by a system around you. You're not bound by the words of man to stop you. God said, I got a new thing I'm doing, and I'll do it right now with all of you. It is awesome. See, God said, I want to enlighten you because God cannot move beyond your enlightenment. He cannot move past your revelation. So he's going to expand all of you. He's going to open the heaven above you. He's going to show his heart to you to launch you in something greater to do. David got a hold of it. Can you imagine all those people from afar off watching? Do you see those people going in there 24-7 and praising God? They couldn't understand that. Why? It was something new. See, what God's about to do in 2016 for all of you is going to be so radical. It's going to be going, are they real? I just saw a man going in with no legs. He's walking out. How could that be? I saw them going in with canes because they couldn't see. And now they're dancing before the Lord in Jubilee. Oh, what's going on in that place? What's happening to those people? You can't even go near them in the marketplace because every time they go someplace, the Shekinah glory follows them and people are healed around them and the presence of God fills them and they have no clue what's going on. It's the glory in you. It's the glory coming out of you. It's a dispensation that he called you. This is a time that God anointed you. And it's right now. God said right now. See, David got a hold of it. He's on what you get a hold of it. That's how radical this is going to be. Even that night in the upper room, there was a major shift. Major shift in the upper room. We know he took communion, but do you understand why he took communion? See, Jesus could not go to the cross on a biblical priesthood. It was not an eternal priesthood. It had a beginning. It had an end. 
it was bound to the temple. That night in the upper room, there was a shift. He shifted himself. He shifted the disciples. When he took communion that night, our Jesus stepped into his great high priest. <laughs> Glory. See, he took communion. But he took communion like he did with Abram and with David. Jesus stepped right into his priestly order. I'll tell you, he's talked, he walked in power. He walked in authority. He walked in the eternal priesthood. Because if you went to the cross under the old order, we would not have salvation today. But because of that communion, because of that call being answered, because of that shift, today we have eternal salvation. And the government, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, the government was upon his shoulders. And the increase of his government and the peace rest on you. There was a major shift that day. That caused a major shift. Matthew 26, around 62 to 65, Chief was the great high priest approached them. This verifies what happened in the upper room. He said, are you the son of God? I make you swear by an oath. Are you the son of God? He said, as you say. The great high priest Cephas took his clothes and rent them in two. Leviticus 10, 6, when a priest rents his clothes, that priest's order's dead. The lesser just gave heed to the greater. That old order was done. Cephas really realized it or not that day, he recognized that priestly order, that governmental authority of Jesus Christ. He realized then that he was in standing with, before the great high priest, the priest. He understood that that day, that something were greater stood before him. It's why Jesus never answers accuser because the greater never answers the lesser. See, Jesus walked in a whole new dimension. And that day when he went on a cross for you, he took all those things that bound you. Colossians 2.15, having taken a letter charge written against you, having taken it from the enemy and nailed it to the cross and made an open spectacle of all your enemies, all sons and daughters. Then he took that blood. How I much mean, precious blood? Oh, he took that precious blood. And he did not put it on the earthly Jerusalem. He took the heavenly Jerusalem for you and me. The eternal sacrifice that today you and I can walk out, this governmental, priestly, militant order. It was militant. Because I'll tell you what, he defeated all your enemies. He put them all under your feet. See, he was on the offense. Today we're on the defense. We stand on the promise that cannot fail. We stand on that word of the Lord. And today we walk in that governmental authority as sons and daughters. A new level of walking, son. A new level of understanding is coming through. This governmental authority that God put inside of you, he said that governmental authority is going to come out of you. And the words of life like a river are going to flow out of you. Think it not a small thing that God's about to hold heaven around you. And when he speaks to you, he's going to ignite this authority inside of you to start declaring decreeing what God's been saying to you. To those around you, you're going to see the dead raised before this year is through. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you're going to see miraculous things in this house. You need to get pregnant today with that in you. Because we're going to birth it this year. There are going to be miraculous things happen in the house of the Lord. There's going to be a great shift in this house. You're going to have to hang on because this place is going to go someplace. You guys are awesome, but you're going to do something greater. This is that was spoken by the prophet Joel, son. This is that. You're about to see it. 
You're about to witness it. You're about to testify to it. This is the form and ladder. This is the rain that's coming. It's the form and the ladder, son, I promise you. There's going to be a deluge of the Holy Spirit come over you. And when it does, it's going to ignite you. Your feet are going to be on fire before it's through. They're not going to be able to contain you because of the glory coming from you and the excitement and the revelation of your sonship, your consciousness and awareness that the kingdom of God's within me. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. You're faithful, son. Dad loves your faithfulness. And dad sees that quiet spirit inside of you. But there's a giant waiting to get out of you. And I can promise you the boldness of the kingdom of God is about to come out of you. There's a lion called the Lion of Judah within you. And that lion's about to come out of you and devour the lions that have been around you trying to hinder you from the fullness that God has for you. Oh, son, this is the year. The Lion of Judah is going to roar inside of you. Things are going to shift around you. People are going to know that you have been in the presence of the Most High God. And the words of life like a river are going to flow right out of you and Direction's coming. You've been asking for direction. The Lord said, you watch what I'm about to do. I'll lay it out like a blueprint right in front of you. It's going to be awesome. Hallelujah. Wow, 2016. What a radical year for all of you. What a radical, I'm telling you what God's about to do. And what's really cool for all of you, let this mind be in you, Philippians 4. Let this mind be in you as in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus had the mind of the finisher. He had a mind of a finisher. See, Jesus never gave up on his prophetic destiny. No matter what came up against him, the words of life were in him. That prophetic utterance that came over him, it propelled him. So he did not surrender his prophetic destiny in the hands of an enemy. He had the spirit of the finisher. See, a lot of you have a lot of things you're going to finish up this year. God, it's time to start finishing the things I've spoken over you. The spirit of the finisher is coming over this house. You're going to see a lot of things finished this year. The tenacity of the Most High God is going to be in you. It's going to propel you to launch out and to finish the course that God set before you. You're not going to give up on your prophetic destiny. You're not going to give up the prophetic hope spoken over you. You're not going to surrender in the hands of an enemy because you misinterpret the battle that's around you. Don't misinterpret what's going on, I promise you. Things are about to shift around you. Don't misinterpret what the pressure is that is on you. Jehoshaphat misinterpret the battle even after a prophetic utterance, even after a promise, even after God spoke to him because the battle got seven times hotter, they went home. Sons and daughters, do not, do not misinterpret. Get the mind of Jesus in you. Can you imagine what Jesus has been through? You know he had a prophetic word to get it through. I mean, you, you talk about it, what went wrong, being beaten, being rejected, being abandoned. Paul and Silas, look what they've been through. See, most people in the church have said, Paul, you know, Paul, you must be missing it. I mean, hell's breaking loose, Paul. No matter what you do, Paul, it don't work out. Paul, why would you go through the beating? Paul, why would you do all of that? Don't you know you miss God? Because you got all this stuff going on in your life. You must have missed it, Paul. How many times in your own life that the fire got seven times hotter and everything in your life came unglued? All hell broke or loose around you. And what did you do? You quit, went home before the prophetic utterance came through. When you do what you do, you surrender your prophetic destiny in the hand of the enemy that was for you. Time to shift, church. It's time to shift for all of you. Don't misinterpret what's going on around you.
Don't get weary on the news and gloom and fright at night when the news try to weary you. Stay in the word of God that's promised to you. The year of transitions before you. See, sons and daughters, we got to cross over into something new. See, Moses had to get his feet wet. See, he had to get his feet wet. He had to step in. Church, we, I better be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. It's time to step in. See, Moses had to step in. Moses had to cross over to something greater. Church, we got to start doing it. Not you have another message about it, another prophetic utterance about it, but let there be a manifestation, let there be revelation, let there be impartation, let there be activation, let there be a demonstration to the nation around you that God is in you. Yeah. Hallelujah. That governmental authority of the kingdom within you. We're always let some governmental authority from without lead us, but there's a governmental authority in you to guide you. The greater government, the government of the kingdom of our God is in every one of you. Not one of you have been left out. It's awesome, daughter. It's fresh. It's a fresh wind of glory coming on you. God's going to so renew you, honey. Daddy's going to so restore you. I'm going to give you youth to see it through. I have remembered you. I've not forgotten my little girl. Just by the laying of hands, there's healing inside of you. That sleepless nights are over for you. And all that trafficking is going to stop before you. The peace of God's going to fill you. God's, I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you. The year of visitation coming upon you. A year of restoration for things that have been stolen from you. Walk in youth. It's all there before you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I just prophesied over this church something fresh. It's fresh. What's it look like? I don't know. It's like I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But see, I'm in training just like you. And I asked the Lord, what's this thing you're doing in me? It's fresh for me too. I'm training you to hear my Father's voice and speak only what my Father says. So this is new for me. Because I never know what I'm going to say to you. That's why it's good to be dead in Christ. It's awesome. I can say whatever God wants to say. Because he's so in love with every one of you. This kingdom, rule, power, authority of Melchizedek, this heavenly, priestly, governmental authority is in you. You're ambassadors. Revelations 5, 10, Revelations 1, 6. I have made you king and priest. King speaks of your authority. And in your priestly order, you're ambassadors to represent the kingdom of our God, to reveal the heart of the king, the ways of the king, and the desires of the king. It's within you to release it to those around you. There's a boldness going to come over this congregation. A Holy Ghost boldness. There's a tenacity of the Holy Spirit going to hit all of you. And you're going to rise up to the call inside of you. No more whiny, honey prayers coming out of you. But the roar of Judah coming out of you. That power and authority of the kingdom of God within you. Start declaring what you want to see. Start declaring what God's spoken to you. Start declaring to those around you. This is the year of Jubilee. This is the year of favor. 2016 the year of visitation and manifestation impartation and you're going to change nations it starts right in here that means we're going to have to get unprogrammed we're going to have to come out of the system when that, when that first order came through the charismatic movement nobody knew what to do but this new move is so radical there's some radical things about to happen and I'm telling you, it's going to be way beyond what we've ever seen. You guys will be ready. 
you will be ready. The Holy Ghost train is going to run right over you. There will be tracks on your back, Jack, and that's okay. It's God running you through because he's got some great things for you. Nobody's going to bind you. The words of life that have been around you will be eradicated from you, and the spirit of the living God is going to touch you. There's a freedom going to come in you. There's a boldness going to come out of you. You say, but I'm not a preacher, or teacher, or prophesier, but the kingdom of God is within you. James 1, 17, every good and perfect gift I've already given you. He said, open your mouth, son, and I'll fill it, I promise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Walking in a whole new dispensation, every one of you, under that priestly governmental authority that God ordained for you. You said, where's that at in the Bible? Hebrews 6, 7, 8, it's all there for you. Had no beginning, had no end, had no lineage, I can promise you. He's not like this of Jesus, the most high God, I promise you. And that priestly orders inside of every one of you, that governmental authority God has given you. And that's going to change the way you pray, too. You're going to pray with power and authority inside of you. Not call the preacher, teaching everybody around you, but get on the throne and let God deal what he needs to deal with inside of you. It's going to be awesome, son. You're going to see an outpouring that the world's been waiting to see. And what's going to be cool, son, you're going to be part of this outflowing. Because, see, son, there's going to be a boldness come in you. God said, I am the great I am inside of you. I am all that you need, son. I am everything within you. I will sustain you, and I will validate you. My word will be alive inside of you, and I will confirm everything I'm speaking in you. And no one around you is going to stop you from the plans I have for you. There'll be no more weariness on you. He said, son, I'm going to reveal heaven to you, and I'm going to shake everything around you, and my glory is going to touch you, and it's going to rock the world around you, and this peace is going to come over you. Jehovah the healer is going to touch you. And it's going to touch your house and everything around you. The fire of his Shekinah glory is coming on you. And so when he gets through, there'll be a new you inside of you. Even the world will see that God has been with you. Hallelujah. 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 What's God up to next? I don't know, but I'm waiting just like you. I just love it. No clock in the house anymore. This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be here all day. We have to. I don't know about you, if you knew the hours for which you're in, if you know what was about to happen this hour that God has called you, you would wait in the king's court to hear what the king would say to all of you. Marching orders are coming through. Get ready to march with the glory inside of every one of you. Get ready to step up, to step out. Oh, God said, I'm beckoning every one of you. This is your hour to be in power for the greater I promised all of you. These are not the words of man speaking to you, but the Holy Spirit enlighten you, empower you, the day of greater is now, the Lord would say. This is that, son, we spoke about a prophet Joel. This is that, son, where the outpouring is going to come. The sons and daughters will prophesy, the Lord would say. This hour, you're going to see everybody arising to the call, not just you, but everybody around you is going to get on board with you. And, son, the fire is going to come out of you. The joy is about to fill you. Those dreams that eluded you will come back to you. And there's plans that God has. And those plans are going to become a reality to you. And rejoice, son. The Lord said, rejoice today. You've got your breakthrough. Rejoice today. The bands of life are broken off. You'll rejoice and praise my name. I'm Jehovah your healer. I'm Jehovah your deliverer. I'm Jehovah enough for you. I'm Jehovah who snuck up on you. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm in no hurry. I, I got here until Monday morning. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? But I'm not leaving until I rock your boat. 
No more noble dry boat sitters, but bet water walkers before me. We're going to get out of the boat. We've been in the boat long enough. He's got awesome people, this man and his wife. They're awesome people. And I, I can say it because I've been all over the world by God's honor and glory. I am so honored to go all over the world for Jesus. So when I say you've got an honorable people before you, I can speak from experience. I've been all over the world. I've seen some pastors help me Jesus. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, man. And it's funny. God keeps putting me in those places. I said, Lord, now what are you going to do? You know, why can't this get easy? You know what I mean? He takes my Bible off. He takes my books from me. And then he puts me in all the churches that are coming unglued. Isn't that wonderful? I'm just like you. I'm transitioning through. I'm full of shifts. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's awesome. Hallelujah. Man. I had a nine-year-old lady going to beat me up because she thought I said she was little. Anyway, she goes, Sonny boy, I'm going to hurt you. I said, honey, I said, shift. That's what I'm afraid of. It's awesome. The kingdom of God is full of shift. Time to get it on, sons and daughters. I pray something awakened inside of you today. There's something ignited in you. There's something got stirred up inside of you. We're doing something new. The God of right now, the God of right now is doing something in this house. There is restoration in this house. There is deliverance in this house. The God of right now said it's already done. He said, I've already healed you. I already delivered you. I already sanctified you. My blood was sufficient for you. What more need you have than my blood that healed your body and set your spirit free? It was my blood that healed your mind and set your spirit free. It's already done by the blood. It's the beginning of a new beginning for all of you. That governmental priestly militant order is inside of every one of you. You're kings and priests after the most high God. First Peter tonight, you're a part of a royal priesthood. You cannot be part of royalty unless your daddy's a king. And your daddy was a king. David was a king, and that blood went all the way through. You got a king living in you. You're part of the royal priesthood. You're a part of that holy nation a special people who have been set aside unto God. You have been called into this hour to be empowered. Every one of you are called not to sit in a pew and warm the pew beside you. No, that's not what it's all about. Go out and wreck your world. It's awesome. You won't get served in restaurants anymore. Ask my team. Waiters leave all the time. It's awesome. We got people manifesting in gas stations. We got churches manifesting. It's awesome. That's why it's so great to be dead. <laughs> this is awesome for all of you. You've been in a conference this week. I know that to be true. I've heard different people tell about stories about the conference, but it's not about the conference, about what was released in you, what God spoken to you, what God broken off of you, the revelation inside of you to enlighten you, to strengthen you, to heal every woundedness in you, the power of God to touch you, to launch you, to ignite you with revelation impartation. You're about to change the nation. Every one of you, you're here by divine appointment. You're here by divine appointment, man of God. You've been set up by the Most High. You've been set up, Jack. It's awesome. And now he's going to mess with you. He's going to put a childlikeness in you 
because there's such compassion inside of you. You tried to guard that compassion because people in the past would hurt you because there's this compassion. There's this passion of Christ in you. It's the hope of glory he imparted to you. From childhood through, you've been a passionate young man, and there's this passion, compassion of Christ in you. The hope of glory is going to emanate from you, and God's the strength inside of you. There's a shield about you. Papa's about to be face-to-face with you, and the king's court, they're going to find you, and daddy's going to speak to the depths of you, and there's a boldness going to come out of you, and there's a peace about to fill you, and your physical body's being made brand new. Hallelujah. 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 Who you want to pick on next, Lord? Isn't that awesome? I love it. I watch your face and I get close. No, not now, Lord. Not here. Somewhere else, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't it awesome? It's awesome. Pastor tried me. Good old wedding. How everybody's so nervous. Leave the pulpit and go down with the people. Oh, yeah, they get nervous. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, here he comes. We just did a funeral for her grandpa and my brother. We had an awesome time at the funeral. Yeah, we did. We had a party at her funeral. Isn't that awesome? You used to see the demons flee. They were committing suicide in the funeral hall. It's awesome. God showed up. It's amazing. God shows up at her funeral. Isn't he wonderful? Hallelujah. Then we had a miracle in the hospital, and I'll let my niece tell that story about the light. Hallelujah. Come up here. She didn't know this was going to happen. This is all spontaneous. Um, My grandfather, he started to decline a couple months ago, and uh, we, God happened to ordain every step and every word. He had us up in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, so we had a chance to go see him before he passed away. Um, He was on a high supply of oxygen, and that was the only thing really keeping him going, but he could still understand, so um, I won't forget it. We had a room full of people. My grandma was to the left of him, and I had sisters, or his sisters, like all these things, um, and a lot of non-believers in the room, and uh, <laughs> Uncle Bill, he said to my grandfather, do you confess Jesus as Lord? And he shook his head violently, and as soon as he did, this flash of light that was so bright went right over his head, and he just went into peace because he was in so much pain. And he just went into straight peace. But it wasn't his reaction. We were kind of, like, stunned. Like, what was that? Because it was dark in the room. Um, <laughs> there was no, like, light interference because we were trying to get him to calm down. And my grandma, who was a nun, I don't know how that worked out, but she got out of that. <laughs> she even said that she's never experienced Jesus. Like, And to just see that, everybody was like, what was that light? What was that light? And so people were crying. People were running in from the room. Like, people were running in from the hallway saying, what was that? Um, But it was just a tremendous move of God where he just shows up. So it's really awesome because we get to see the God that is alive, and he's living, and he's in front of us. And he just wants his kids home. It's not about getting – it is about getting saved, but he just wants his kids. He wants us all to just experience him. So we definitely got an ex- er, an experience in that. But hi, I'm Sav. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> but I want her to share that with you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, it was so bright in that room. It, it was blinding. And I knew it was the angels of the Lord. You just knew it. Everybody, even the unsaved, like, whoa, baby, what's happening here, you know? I'm really on some good stuff now. But it transformed them all. So now they have to deal with it. 
Now they know Jesus is real. That light was so bright you couldn't deny it. I mean, it was, it's like brighter than anything I've ever seen. That light would have made this room look like, you, it's like the Chicago oil would just fill it. That was that evident. And that she said, his peace come over him. He knew. He knew then. Then he and Jesus met. Oh, hallelujah. See, that's for all of you. That's, that encounters for every one of you in this room. He wants you to have a God encounter. And he's, he's set you up for your appointment. There's a set time. There's a set place that Father has for every one of you in this room. Today is that time for you. And if you're here today, and you've been playing it through, fake it till you make it, this is your time. But, you see, we're so prideful. Brother, I could never get up there in front of people. I don't know about you. I'd rather be embarrassed by people than embarrass God. So if you're here today, you want to make it right. See, this is what it's all about. We're starting off right this year. Every one of us, there's healing in this room. There's healing for every one of you, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And if you don't know the Lord, the light of the glory wants to touch you right now. That light of glory that was in that room was not just for there. It's for every one of you. And if you've been with the Lord for a while, it's time to refresh your relationship. Uzziah got too familiar with the ark. He got too familiar with the things of God. We can get too familiar with the things of God that has no value to you. But today God wants to press fire in this house. The kingdom of God is here. This is an amazing weekend for this house. This is a healing center. This is a healing room. And all the conference and all the speaking and all the stuff that you've been through is to bring healing to every one of you. To heal broken marriages. To heal broken relationships. This is time for deep inner healing. You may be sitting beside somebody you don't even like. You better learn to love them. Amen. Because you're going to spend eternity with them. God's got a sense of humor. <laughs> I'm not sitting up there with him. Oh, no, watch. I got a mansion with you and him side by side. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And that person that's been jacking you up, praise God for them. Take them out to lunch. Because if you don't get friendly with them, God's got somebody greater to jack you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is awesome. Hallelujah. You don't end a service like this, but I do invite you. Don't worry about that person sitting next to you, because every one of us one day soon, two men very soon, whew, we're going to stand before the king. They're going to ask me one question. What have you done with my son, Jesus? What would you answer today if that question came to you? I love all of you. I, I can't wait to hear the reports. Because there's going to be fallout after the day. The Holy Spirit's going to wreck you, wreck this place, wreck your homes. It's about to hit the fan. Your house is going to be full of shift. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. If you remember anything today, I'm full of shift. I've been trying to tell you that. It's time to transition. Time to cross over to something greater for all of you. <laughs> it's not over, brother. I'm not done picking on you. 
You thought I was safe over there. I could see it. Guys, go back and have fun with him. Daddy's got a sense of humor, and he's in love with you. He's got an amazing plan he's about to speak to you. There's been a stirring deep inside of you. And God said there's a longing that I place in the midst of you. That longing, that stirring that's inside of you, it's me. I'm drawing you. I'm calling you deeper still into a deep relationship that I have for you. There's things he's about to reveal to you. There's plans he's about to expose for you. There's things about to happen around you. He says, son, whatever you put your hands to, I'll be there with you. Things about to transpire around you. Clarity of mind's coming to you. There'll be no fear of man to stop you. I'm the confidence within you. And the dreams and visions I'm about to give you. I'm about to open doors that no man could open. He said, son, you're an entrepreneur for the kingdom, I promise you. And said, son, I'm preparing you for the marketplace. In the marketplace, they will find you. And the words of life like a river are going to flow out of you. And there's a boldness and a confidence, a knowing and an understanding of your sonship that God has ordained you. It's going to be awesome, son. He goes, whoa, glad that's over. Ain't God awesome? See, I can, I can mess with you because I leave and pastor's got to clean it up. That's awesome. This is awesome. So if you're here today, this is your time. This is your time to shift. Amen. Father, I thank you for my sons and daughters. And Lord, I thank you for releasing their prophetic destiny over this house. Dear Father, Abba Daddy, today is the day of releasing the prophetic promises promised to this congregation. Lord, I praise and thank you for the release of those prophetic utterances that have gone over this house. Lord, I praise and thank you for every prophetic word that you have spoken to those in this house. That the you and you is about to ignite with the you of Christ inside of you. Today, God's going to awaken you to the destiny he called you. Today is your day of visitation that God promised you. Today is your day of the outpouring of Joel 2.20, Acts 1.7, that he promised he would do. This is that was spoken by the prophet Joel. Oh, sons and daughters, this is your hour that I have called every one of you. Let not this time pass by, the Lord would say. He said, today I've opened up this altar before you. It's my heart cry for every one of you. Come away with me into the high place. I have much more to say to you. Come. The bridegroom says come. Oh, bride, the bridegroom's calling you, come. I invite you to come away into the high place. Come out of that pew that you're sitting through. Come and meet me, every one of you. And I promise you that when you come to this altar, I will be there to meet you. I will satisfy the longings inside of you. Today, that healing you've been desiring to go through, I built my altar to you. Come, he says the Lord, and I will heal the brokenness in every one of you. Today, I'll restore your mind. I'll restore your hope. I'll restore your dreams. Today, this day, the Lord is saying, I'm calling every one of you. Father, I thank you for the sons and daughters of this house. Lord, I praise and thank you for the leadership that you've been placed in this house. Lord, I praise and thank you for the pastorate of this house. That, Lord, something fresh would happen for them. That, Father, you just today just pour out over the leadership, the pastor and his precious wife. That today be something so fresh for them. It's like starting all over again at the beginning of a new beginning, of a season of promise, of destiny for every one of you. Today's that day the altar's open to you. 
Come, the Lord would say. Don't wait for those beside you. There's no formula in this house. It's not out of order. You feel beckoned. You feel drawn. This altar is open to you. Daddy said, take, come. I will heal. I will mend. And I'll restore and redeem the lost years you've all been through. Father, I thank you for my sons and daughters. Lord, I thank you for the praise and worship team in this house. Lord, I thank you for the new sound of heaven that's beaten within them. As they usher us in the realm of glory through praise and worship. Lord, let praise and worship ignite within this house. Thank you, Daddy, for all these sons and daughters. They're doing business with you today. Thank the Holy Spirit for meeting them. The bridegroom says, come. Come away with me, my beloved. My altar's open to you. Come. I await your presence. I want to meet with you. I want to embrace you. To lavish you with this amazing love that I have for you. Today's your day of healing. This is your day. This altar is open for every one of you. No exceptions. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for brewing over the sons and daughters. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering angels in this room. Thank you, Father, for ministering spirits that you send forth to minister to sons and daughters. That today the bondage is broken off of them. Their mind is set free. Their spirit has come alive. Thank you, Papa. I give you praise for your sons and daughters. I praise and thank you for moving amongst your candlesticks. I praise and thank you for salvations in this house. I thank you for beginning of new beginnings for those who lost their first love. Today I want to restore that first love. This is your time. And Dad, I give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. If you need prayer, I'll stand over here to the far corner. My team and I will minister to you whatever you want to be ministered to. But this is your time. This is your hour. Jesus, come. Amen.